Welcome to Products to Profits with Sarah J. Cross, the podcast for creative product fempreneurs who want to play a bigger game and upscale their business. This week's episode is brought to you by Fearless Fempreneur. Learn how to scale your business by getting gorgeous products stocked in major airports and national retailers. Grab your copy at sarahjcross.com. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Sarah J. Cross, and I'm here to support you on your journey to becoming a successful product biz owner with tips, strategies, and stories to support and guide you through the good times and the challenges of running a product-based business. Today, I'm absolutely excited to be talking with the lovely Maddie Avery, who's the founder of Birdcage Marketing. Birdcage Marketing is an all-in-one marketing powerhouse for startups and small and medium businesses. And they specialise in tailoring smart marketing solutions to boost your brand. Welcome, Maddie. Hello, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Um, Now, today we're going to be talking all about nailing your Facebook ads as a product business. Uh, which is obviously really, really exciting, especially as the time we're recording this, we're coming into those really highly, uh, highly seasonal times such as Christmas, which is really fabulous. So for any of our listeners, um, it's an exciting time for them to really know more about um, using Facebook as a massive tool to get more product sales. So can you tell me, why is Facebook advertising so important for small businesses? It gives small businesses a chance to play with the bigger brand. So in the past, um, in traditional marketing or traditional advertising, you had to have some pretty big budgets to be able to put a TV commercial out and try and hit um, the sheer number of viewers. That has completely changed with digital marketing in general, but especially in Facebook ads where Um, Players with a $500 ad spend per month can be getting extreme results, often, you know, just as good as the bigger guys who might be allocating tens of thousands of dollars a month to their campaigns. Yeah, yeah. So they get to play on the same playing field, would you say? Yeah, it is. And it's so, and the reason why it's possible is because you can be so targeted with the types of audiences that you're going to be showing your ads too. So again, instead of TV commercials where you might um, air your commercial where mothers typically might watch, you're not necessarily capturing only mothers. There might be grandmothers or um, males who completely are not your target audience, but you're still paying for their viewership. Whereas with Facebook ads, you can really get really intricate and dictate exactly who your ads are going to and who's going to see them. Yeah. So you can get really targeted and serve up serve up your business um, to the right people, the right audience. Is, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. So can you tell us some of the results you had with um, using Facebook ads for your clients? Yeah. So um, whenever we talk about the results in particular, we look at one metric as our golden metric, and that is the return on ad spend or the ROAS. So what that is, that's the number that if you spend $1 in your ads, you get X amount return. And that gives us the clearest picture um, to understand exactly how your ads have performed. Um, 
in digital marketing land, an ROAS of four is generally considered a successful campaign. Um, and for some brands and industries, that's kind of four is not an easy number to get to. So once you get there, you're extremely happy. But um, a lot of our clients are um, in the, the lifestyle e-com space for that's like home, mum and baby, um, pets, health and wellness and beauty. And for those types of brands, we've been able to get a lot, a lot higher results. So, um, for example, actually just over the last three days, we've had our best results ever. Um, and it's from just a really small business in Sydney that only launched three months ago. There was an ad where we only spent $12 on showing that ad and we got them three and a half grand's worth of sales from $12. Wow. So we are kind of like freaking out a little bit internally because, and for the client, because it's just, it's just so transformational. Like that business now is going out and signing um, warehouse leases and hiring staff. And we've completely fast-tracked all of the goals that they've had because of the Facebook ads. Yeah. Um, so that was like an ROS of 284 or something. Yeah. And yeah. that's, not, that's obviously not a norm. Like that's no. actually um, an extreme case, which is yeah. absolutely life-changing for that business owner. Um, but on average, like what would you say most of your clients are able to achieve um, with their ROAs? Um, yeah, so anything from 7 to 20 in a month is a very um, standard result that we would bring in. Um, it can tip up to the 30s and the 40s, um, especially if there's like a sale or some incentive. Um, but yeah, we try and like, yeah, we try and keep around anywhere between seven and 20 is we're happy with that and so are our clients. So yeah, that's pretty amazing. So that, yeah. means, that means for every dollar you spend on your Facebook budget, you're returning $7. Yeah. So if you put $1 in, you get $7 back, which yeah. is pretty powerful. Um, yeah. And that's, a, that's you know, considered high industry standard, isn't it, when you're mm. returning that sort of, those sort of metrics? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. And so, Maddie, what are your top tips for getting started with Facebook ads? Yeah, so I... There are a couple of different things that we need to consider before we get started. But like the first thing I always say is learn how to use the Facebook business manager and the ads manager platform. Because if you start understanding how to play up to the strengths of that platform, your ads will completely skyrocket and change as opposed to when you're not doing it, how it's kind of meant to go and then you're actually like fighting the system a little bit um so yeah obviously as an ads agency we have developed quite a proven method that we've been able to replicate with our clients um but for a lot of brands that can't actually get to the point where they are outsourcing to an agency i would definitely recommend either one-on-one -on -one coaching with an ad specialist um, or a um, online course which teaches you how to use it. Um, that is probably my number one tip. My number two is having a really good idea of who your audience is. So I know people say, oh, yeah, my audience is um, dog lovers or something like that. But 
you actually need to get a lot more intricate than just that. You need to understand what their pain points are, um, what like what their barriers to purchase are so that you can actually address these through your Facebook ads funnel and debunk them and get them as converting customers. Yeah. yeah. And so my understanding is um, because I actually had someone on podcast who the Google um, PPC. Yes. Yeah. paid ads on Google and he said it's all about keyword, having the right keyword people who are searching directly for that actual item for you to be able to pop up and have those keywords and that's how you are charged. Whereas Facebook ads are more about uh, interrupting someone and capturing their attention. They might not have been actually even thinking about buying something for their skin, let's say it's a sunscreen or something, but all of a sudden it's popped up and intrigued them that they've clicked through. And then they've purchased. Mm. That's right. And Google ads, are they're amazing as well, especially working together with Facebook ads. Um, that's where we see the best, best results. Um, but you're right that with Google, they're already at this um, further down the buyer's journey where they know what, this, what their problem is or what their challenge is and they know what they're searching for to overcome it. Facebook ads starts way back at the beginning at the discovery stage where they, you're right, they've never even heard of your brand or they're not even aware that they have a problem that needs solving and you as a brand can jump in at that very first stage and start the education process and get them going down your funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is boosting posts worthwhile or is it just a waste of money? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a waste of money. I'm yeah, just... I thought so. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Some people that I've spoken to have said, oh, we've, you know, we've gotten an ROAS of 10 from boosting person. I think that's like amazing in a unicorn situation. But I actually like I've got such a pet peeve with Facebook because obviously as a Facebook user um, for business myself on my page, if I post a good post that's getting great interaction, it'll pop up and prompt me to put $50 in and to show it to more people. And what they're not telling you is that, yes, you're showing it to more people, but is there a strategy behind it? Just because you're, you know, it, organically your post has done well, if it's not part of a wider strategy and you're not bringing people through that funnel, it's just, it's wasted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. I've, I've always heard it's, it's more about, um, you know, Facebook possibly generating more money on those boosted ones because they are a bit random. They're not targeted. They're just being boosted for depending on who follows your Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so, what, so what are some of the features of Facebook advertising that are really important for product businesses to have set up so that they can make the most of their ads? The Facebook pixel. Yeah, that the is, pixel is the big, yeah. big feature. That is the number one thing and I implore any of your listeners, if you don't already have the Pixel installed, go and install it right now, even if you're not thinking of running Facebook ads ever. Yeah. You, you probably will one day and then you'll be so thankful that you've got 12 months of data in your Pixel. Yeah. And do you want to just explain to people who might not have really delved into it, what is a Pixel? Yeah. So it's a little bit of code which is unique to your ad account which um, Facebook has now made super easy to create and install in your website. Um, and what it does, it tracks 
all the actions that are being taken on your website. It's kind of like the Google Analytics of Facebook, yeah. um, but it's actually even more beneficial than that because once you have your pixel installed, that's when you can start running retargeting audiences. Mm. Um, you can create lookalike audiences. Mm. Um, so you get this whole new, It's you're not just relying on the saved interest audiences, which that relies on us as humans to be inputting what kind of interests our audience has. So we're kind of hypothesizing and doing it manually. Mm. Whereas with the pixel, we can charge Facebook AI technology to actually find out the audiences that are most likely to interact with our brands. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So without the pixel, I think you're only using one eighth of Facebook's targeting abilities. Yeah, and true. the longer a pixel has been installed on your site, the more data you have behind it, the more successful your campaigns will be. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really um, the pixel is the powerhouse for um, capturing those people that have come to your website and um, and then that is the, the the way that because it's obviously happened and tracked that's what you would then use to be able to um, go out with paid ads to bring in the right type of people who are most likely to convert and buy from you. Yeah and it's not just the pixel on your website which is being advantageous to you but because so many pixels are installed in websites in the world Facebook is now gathering and it's a little bit scary but as advertisers it's really convenient um, they're gathering so much data about the types of um, browsing habits that we have and whilst they might not necessarily say okay Sarah this is what um, your interests are and what you do you are being put into a box that matches a particular criteria mm -hmm. and your browsing habits on every type of website that has that pixel installed, that data gets captured and we can then leverage that. Yeah, that's fabulous. So, Maddie, what are the most important things to look for and refine when your ads aren't converting like you'd like them to be? Yeah, I think a lot of this comes back to being able to use the ads manager system um, as it's designed to be used. So making sure you've got the right campaign objective. Um, it's also, I like to make it really clear that Facebook ads shouldn't be considered in isolation. They, yes, they can grow a business on its own, but it works the best if you've got, if you started with a solid brand strategy where you know what your audiences are looking for and you know how to speak to your audiences, then your website is also a really important piece of the Facebook ads puzzle. So if you're seeing that a lot of traffic is being driven to your site but no one's converting or there's a heap of abandoned um, checkouts, that usually tells us that there's something on your website which isn't building that trust yes. or um, maybe it's something in your checkout process. Do you have PayPal? Do you have Afterpay? Because a lot of people don't like getting off the couch to getting their wallet. Yeah. Um what about your shipping rules? Are they, are you offering free shipping? Um, there's all this kind of stuff which happens away from Facebook, which impacts the success of your ads. The other, the other thing you need to consider is, is there traffic being driven from other sources apart from Facebook ads? Um, as I sort of said, running Google ads and Facebook ads together has a much better result because even if people don't necessarily convert through Google ads, we can often see an assisted conversion. So someone has originated from Google ads, 
gone to your website, jumped off, and then your Facebook ads have retargeted them. And that's how the conversion has then happened. Okay. So the more like data you can, the more traffic sources you have, and it's the same with your organic social media strategy, make sure you're driving people to your website so that your Facebook ads can do their job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense. So it's all got to be sort of in synergy. Um, mm. and, the, and like on social media platforms, ideally it's obviously all about being social. But at the end of the day, it's actually about getting people to buy from you and getting them to your website so then you can capture them at the website, you know, even if they don't buy then and then they can be retargeted um, and, get, um, yeah. and followed around, you know, where other websites they've got <laughs> and your ad keeps popping up. Yeah. Um, and that's I why it started and I was like, how come I keep seeing these ads? Like, you know, I'd be going onto different platforms or looking at different, you know, websites or onto Google and then I'd be seeing this product popping up that um, I think it is really powerful to to um, use as many platforms as possible with the call to action always getting people to your website. And it, the call to action doesn't have to, and it shouldn't necessarily be by now, it should be something like, hey, I've written this educational blog post, go read it. And you should like, and that's how we run all of our ads. We're never about the hard sell. We're about the, the value first marketing. So giving something to your customers first so you can start getting them into your funnel and then only really hit them with that hard sales. Once they're completely warmed up, they'd love you as a, as a brand and they're ready to buy from you yeah yeah absolutely so maddie what's the importance of having a retargeting strategy perhaps you can explain a little bit about what retargeting is and why you think it's important to have that strategy yeah so as i've sort of um been alluding to it's if you're not retargeting, you're you're not using probably 85% of how Facebook ads should be used. So um, we talk about funnels, and I know some people get super technical with their funnels, but we operate with a pretty simple, clear funnel where we've got um, cold audiences at the top, warm audiences, and then you've got your hot audiences at the bottom. Um, the retargeting ads are the ads that you get that you use in your warm and hot audiences so for your cold audiences at the top these are people who haven't heard of you before or don't really know how you can help them that's when you use the prospecting ads so that's when you go out and you find brand new audiences to target and you should be targeting them with educational material and value first then once you're on their website that's when the retargeting happens so um one of the the first retargeting audiences we look at is the abandoned cart audience because they have obviously had all the intentions of completing the purchase, but something has stopped them, whether it's um, your checkout process or maybe the, the baby woke up or something like that. You can then remind them that, hey, you were about to complete this purchase and experience these transformational results with our brand. Here's maybe a free shipping coupon for the next six hours. Um, so that's always a really, really powerful um, way of kind of filling the hole in your funnel. Um, the other retargeting ad um, strategy that we have been loving lately is you can actually retarget people who have watched portions of your video. Yeah. So if you use a video in your ad, for example, which I highly recommend, yeah. um, 
you can then choose to retarget people who've watched a particular percentage of your ad and then hit them with messaging that would resonate with them to then come back and actually start the sales process. Yeah. So whilst that's not necessarily website retargeting, that is still interaction retargeting. Yes. Yeah, that's really clever. Yeah. I like that. Um, so do you have a retargeting strategy that you would recommend starting with? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, the add to cart, abandoned cart um, audience. Yeah. yeah, it's just they're sort of the lowest hanging fruit. They were the closest to your um, conversion objective. So hit them first and then you can kind of work back from there and you can then target people who may have only viewed your website but not purchased. But the, um, hot one, the hot ones are going to be the ones that have actually started making the emotional um, decision because people buy with emotion, not logic. And a lot of the times, you know, you might not have even started to think that you need a new pair of swimmers, but all of a sudden you're on a, on a site and it's late at night and you are, I'm talking from experience, you might know, <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden you're adding something and then you could get distracted. You've added things to the cart and then you might think, oh, I can't be bothered going and getting my credit card out or, um, oh, I'm going to just go and take something off the stove. And then you get you completely forget what you were doing. Yeah. So that's the value of getting someone who was ready to purchase, adding to the cart and then serving them up a um, like a little bit of a, um, a sweetener with a time-sensitive, limited, use this code, use this ship code, free ship code, get a free gift with purchase if you purchase within the next five hours, yeah. like you said. Mm. Yeah, and along with that, you need to have your abandoned cart email firing as well. And it's just another example of how it should never be looked at in isolation. You need to make sure you've got your email automations working as well. It all needs to work together. Yeah, that's important. It can't just rely on a, on an ad. It also has to be, hey, looks like you added something to your cart that you haven't quite checked out. Yeah. <laughs> and offering them something uh, time sensitive to get them across the line. Mm. I've had that happen a few times and I have actually gone back and thought, oh, I might just finish that off because I did get sidetracked. Yeah. Absolutely. And I actually am a little bit sneaky sometimes and purposely abandoned my cart to see what offer oh. might pop me around. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know a few people who do that, like they'll add a few things. And, and you know what? There is a lot of money left on the table because even sometimes I'll do that and I'll have a couple of pages open, um, you know, on my, on my phone, for instance. And it's amazing how many times you don't get an offer and you don't yeah. get a, a, an email um, yeah. to entice you to um, check out of the cart. Or it's just like the standard Shopify um, email that's just in there with no emotion. As you said, people buy with emotion. It needs yeah. to, it really needs to connect. Like these, yeah. this bottom of funnel audiences, these hot audiences are so, they want to buy with you. They just need an excuse. And so you need to give them that, whether it's because they've resonated with your brand or they've seen the transformational results you can offer, um, you know, from a social proof testimonial or if it's, you know, here's an additional 5% off, like to you as a business, that might be a couple of dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes yeah. a huge difference. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And finally, Maddie, what's the best way to keep up with all the Facebook updates? You know, the algorithm everyone talks about and obviously there's lots of different things that change in with Facebook. Um, what would you recommend the best way? Someone yeah, it's, it's tough that there's, like Facebook does it and the same with Google. They don't actually release an instructional guide for businesses no. or us as a marketing agency to follow. Yeah. Um, we... My best recommendation is to follow social media. Use your social media. Follow um, accounts, agencies or strategists who are going to be providing you with those updates because a lot of the time, I know we pay a lot of money each month to be a member of one of the world's best Facebook ads communities and we get fed the information straight off the bat um, and then we will then relay it to our audiences. We won't kind of share every single update that comes through because it's not always relevant and it's overwhelming. But for those big ones, like when Instagram introduced Reels, for example, like we, as soon as we hear about that, we then share it with our audiences that, hey, this is yet another thing that you should do. Another thing to add in where people go, oh, no, no more. Yeah, it can can be quite... um, a little daunting for people who are wanting to sort of start out and dip their toe in the water. And I think, as you said earlier, um, getting, if, if you're in the financial position, engage an expert agency, engage and work with someone that is doing it every day, who is a specialist. Um, if you're not in that situation, there are some really great courses you can set up with the basics until you get to a stage where you can yeah. possibly work with experts. That's right. And we are actually launching our first Facebook ads course next week. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted um, to, um, uh, you know, ask you um, that for our listeners who are actually, you know, wanting to find out more about you, where can they find out more information about your course and um, follow you? Yeah. So Instagram is like kind of my hub. That's where I'm you know, I directly manage it and um, that's where I share all of the information that comes to me. Um, And that's kind of where we will promote anything that's available. Right, okay. And what's your Instagram handle for the listeners? It's just um, at Birdcage Marketing. At Birdcage Marketing. Um, So if they go on and follow you and um, they can obviously go across to your website too and sign up for a newsletter, blog information your social media will be releasing the uh, course that you're um, and is there an intake date that you're starting the course or is anyone can join at any time it's it's going to be available at any time because it is that really fundamental Facebook ads course Um, and I yeah it will be launching by next Friday is our launch date Um, mid of November as yeah. we're recording this um, yeah. first week of November. So um, for anyone who is listening and they think, wow, this is pretty good. I mean, Maddie does really know her stuff um, and it's a, a a good way if you are sort of thinking about learning the basics and the foundations to understand the metrics. I think it's always important to understand yeah. metrics even if you go on to outsource something um, further down the track if you're time poor or um, you're focusing on other parts of your business it's always good to be able to understand what is going oh, on behind the scenes absolutely i i love it when our clients actually have a decent understanding of the platform it means 
there's a lot less time from us to have to explain this is why we're doing this. Yeah. And it means that you as a client, like <laughs> Facebook ads is quite an unregulated um, space. And I know a lot of people that just kind of set up shop and say, hey, I run Facebook ads. So I think it's important as a business owner to empower yourself to understand exactly what metrics your agency is telling you that you're reaching yeah. Um, to make sure it's not just that f- those fluff metrics that, oh, we showed it to this many people. It's like, okay, well, how much money did you actually make me? So, yeah, yeah it's important to be educated to a point um, to be able to ask the right questions and know yeah. that you're getting value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so wonderful. Thanks so much, Maddie, um, being here with us today and sharing so much and um, being able to um give us a really good insight as to those really important, you know, factors to take on board when you're using Facebook ads to increase your product sales. Um, Well, everyone, I hope you found today's chat as exciting as I did and and, and obviously finding out all the ins and outs of Facebook advertising, talking with the lovely Maddie. If you've loved this episode, make sure to share it with a friend or leave us a review so more people can find out about the Products to Profits podcast. So it's time for me to say goodbye and I will see you in our next episode. Loved this episode of Products to Profits? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate and leave a review. It's very much appreciated.